Welcome back to another episode of the Cameras and Coffee podcast. I am sitting here with Renee Delot, and she is from Moxie Bright Events, and we're going to talk about resetting and refreshing your 2024. So welcome, Renee. Well, thanks for having me, Kara. I have my coffee. Yes. Uh, I'm actually princess drinking mug. chai today. <laughs> Ooh, I, you know what? I'm going to... I'm. I tried a chai for the first time, like last week when my husband really? and I were visiting his family in New Jersey, and I liked it. I didn't think I was going to like it. It was kind of a mistake order, and I was like, well, I'll try it. Oh, so I have to do the chai latte. I don't like straight up chai. Yeah. I'm not oh, a tea It was chai latte. It was a chai <laughs> okay. latte, 100%. I ordered a vanilla latte. Somehow they made me a chai latte. I was like, where? But then I tried it, and it was it was good. Ooh, nice. I mean, I'm back I to a vanilla it. latte with collagen in it this morning, but... <laughs> That's good. Fine for that moment. I can't wait to talk more about <laughs> setting habits in our day as we Ooh, go on yes. and kind of talk about that too. So that'll be good. But before we get started, let's talk about you. Let's tell tell the listeners about yourself. Ooh, wow. That's a lot. It's a long story, you guys. I'm going to bullet point it for you. So, um, so as you said, I'm Renee Dallow. I'm a planner in Los Angeles. Um, I was not always a wedding planner obviously none of us none of us were born wedding planners how funny would that be right out of the womb just like with a clipboard like hello i'm ready um i was an actor for a really long time and i did musical theater and i was born and raised in new york city so i it was very much like available to me as a career path right it wasn't like i had to travel to some distant city it was like right there um but like all like all good actors um eventually you have to decide you know, what kind of lifestyle you want. And the lifestyle of an actor, you know, can be quite chaotic. Like I was on the road for many years living out of a suitcase. Um, And although Mm -hmm. I love travel and I still love travel, you know, that's a great way to spend your 20s. But as you're approaching your 30s, you're like, is that really what I want to do? And for some people it is. And for me, it sort of lost its luster, you know. So I was the friend in every friend group who would plan the parties. And then once Mm -hmm. all of my my a varying income actor friends started getting married I was the one who planned their weddings now Mm. for some of these folks I was planning their weddings as a favor as a gift uh sometimes for trade like I had one I'm using air quotes client uh who worked (laughs) at Crate and Barrel who was like I could get you a couch and I was like I would take a couch so like I was doing like unhinged sort of business again with the air quotes Mm -hmm in a business it was this hobby that I kind of did on the side of all the other things I was doing and one thing led to another and like over time those people that I had helped with their weddings were referring me to their friends who I didn't know to help to help them plan the weddings and I thought okay I think this is actually something now this was like early 2000s right like so this wasn't a time where we had podcasts mm-hmm. like this we did not have online courses on how to be a wedding planner uh in fact <laughs> no there really wasn't a lot of like online businesses like no pinterest (laughs) but like i remember going to an early interview for a wedding planning and they were like well bring your portfolio and i showed up with like this like it was teal and it was like a leatherette cover and it had like photos that i had put in there some some weddings i'd done and like that was how i got a job and you know i didn't know i didn't know how what other way to do this right Mm mm-hmm so I was sort of doing it as a hobby for a million years. Let's just fast forward to like, I meet my husband. We decide to get married. We live in LA, but we decide to get married in Philadelphia. 
which mm-hmm. is where he's from. And my family, like I said, is from New York City. So it was kind of, it worked for everyone. It was like a centrally located <laughs> place that wasn't across the country. <laughs> and I hired a wedding planner because I knew that I didn't know Philadelphia. I didn't know those vendors. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted for my own event deeply, but like who was going to help me make that happen? So I hired um, a wedding planner in Philly named Aaron. Shout out to Aaron, who... Um, at our wrap-up call after the wedding said, I don't know why you're not a wedding planner. You didn't really even need me. Like, I almost feel guilty taking your money, but not really. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like, you should do this. And honestly, Kara, it was, you know, sometimes it's like the simplest thing that mm-hmm. sort of gives you permission to, like, step into a new version of yourself or, like, a new part of your life. Yeah. And it was just her saying, like, why aren't you? And I was like, I don't know. Because Mindy Weiss lives in LA and she's like, oh, honey, no one can really afford, like, 1% of the people can afford Mindy Weiss. Yeah. And it really got me thinking that, like, maybe I could make something of this. Um, And then I found an online educator named Allison Howard, who was, uh, she's not in business anymore, but she was one of the first wedding planners to, like, put their education on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. So I would, I literally YouTube searched how to be a wedding planner and Allison's videos came up and I was like, oh, I like her. And then like, sure enough, a couple weeks after I found her on YouTube, she was like, I'm launching an in-person wedding planning workshop in San Diego. And I was like, I think I need to do this. <laughs> so I said to my husband, I think I'm going to go to San Diego and do this wedding planning workshop. And he's like, okay, like that was it. It wasn't like <laughs> a big drama. Like, how are we going to afford it? How are you going to get there? He was just like, yeah okay that sounds right uh and then i did the workshop with allison and again it was the simplest of things she said to me when are you going to launch your wedding planning website and i was like and this was like february and i said oh well it's going to take me a while to put it together because i don't really have a budget to hire anyone so like i don't know maybe by like september and she was like no you're going to work on it on the train ride home and you're going to launch it like next month and i was like I don't think I can do that. And she's like, no, you can. And you're going to, this is no, you're not waiting till September. And, and again, I was like, um, okay. Like <laughs> I was just like, I guess I will. And then the end of this long story is that I did launch my website April 1st and I coordinated my first wedding April 7th. Wow. I know. And did you tell- book them from your website or was it? yes and no so i had okay. made friends with a couple of wedding planners who were like like in la who were more like a mentor to mm. mentors to me one in particular liz cooper smith shout out to liz who actually named my business um and mm-hmm. and was helping me along the way so she she got an inquiry from a, co- a couple that was like look we don't have very much money we're getting married on on sunday we're freaking out we don't we need help we don't have anybody can you do it and she's like well i certainly can't because she had been in business 10 years at that point she's like but my friend renee is not doing anything and so I met them at a Starbucks. Uh, Don't we all? <laughs> right. I met them at a Starbucks. Uh, they they paid me uh, $600 to coordinate their wedding. And and then it was just like I was, you know, it's kind of off to the races then. Oh, man. Well, and I love how um, you go back to saying, like, you hired your own wedding planner. But I think that's, like... Even when we can do it all, because I was the do-it-all bride. I had the binder. I had everything, like, down to the minute. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this is – they joked and made fun of me. But I was like, you know what? I'm doing this 
so that you don't have to ask me a question. You can just go to that thing. Yeah. But I think it's good in the sense too, like hiring a coordinator so that you don't have to stress and think about all that on your wedding day either. Yeah. So I mean, like I mentally done it enough to know, right. Yeah. I've done it enough to know that like, I didn't actually want to do it for myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's key is like, even in the sense, like put that on someone else. Don't try and do it all yourself. So that's 100%. So yeah. Now see all these years later. So that was 12 years ago when all the, oh, that story I told you was 12 years ago. And, um, and so now, you know, I've been an industry educator since 2018. I've been a podcaster since 2019, a uh, public speaker that same time. So it's like, I, because I fa- sort of found my way in this industry when it, when it was, when the education piece was in its infancy, like I feel so strongly about like giving back, you know, making sure mm-hmm. this new generation of, of wedding pros is educated um, because I didn't have a background in business mm-hmm. when I started, right? Like I have a BFA in acting. Right? Like there's no part of my background that'd be like, you should be an online entrepreneur and have run multiple businesses. Like, no, 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 there's no, <laughs> no. but I think we learn so much by doing, mm-hmm. but then also we, we can, um, without knowing it, you know, get into some really bad habits that are kind mm. of difficult to break. No, I agree. It's interesting. Cause I was sitting down with a friend the other day and she was in tears and she's like, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit. Mm. Like, or I'm going to take this on. Cause she's like, I quit, I quit my <sighs> photography or I quit my full-time job so I could pursue this. And it's not working out for me. I'm making less money. I'm just drained. And I said, but is this a season or is this forever? And I'm like, you just need to step back and take a moment to realize like, and are these growing pains? So like, what do you need to change right. for the future? Right. And so I think helping her be that voice of reason in that struggle and in that overwhelm is huge because there are like, if you're passionate enough for it, it's going to keep you going. Yeah. But if you constantly are being shut down and you just don't have those things that just keep pushing you back and saying like that, (laughs) like that, uh, wedding coordinator is like, why aren't you doing this? Like I've had opportunities where you just need someone like outside of your family or your close circle to just point it out so you can be like oh okay maybe like my kids are the same way I could say something and they're gonna like be like whatever mom and then someone else says it it. and they're they'll be like oh (laughs) yeah I mean that listen that's just our bias like that's our inherent bias the people that are closest to us sometimes we're like you don't know um but what's also I think you know for your friend who was so upset it's like I also always say to folks like but what is success though, really? Right. Because mm-hmm. if you listen to everyone on the internet, it's like, you need a seven figure year. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you do, but also maybe the success is that you have more freedom in your life to go to target on a Tuesday afternoon. Like yeah. I still get kind of like deliciously like giddy if I'm doing something <laughs> I'm not supposed to like a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, like quote unquote, supposed to like last week um, on Thursday afternoon, I think it was a Thursday. I took myself to the movies to see, there was like this limited run of Waitress, this musical that was on Broadway that I love. And I knew no mm. one wanted to go with me. And I knew I needed to like go see it that one weekend. So I just bought myself a ticket. And at, like at noon, I said to my husband, like, hey, I'm going out. <laughs> and I sat in the almost empty movie theater by myself, still 
12 years later going like it's fun that I'm here because Isn't like crazy like it's crazy. us as women where we just feel guilty for oh girl I did like, not feel guilty I felt <laughs> it was delicious I was like <laughs> I was like look at this life that I've designed I can run around to the movies movies and I mean listen did, I had did I make up the time sure at some point yeah. I had to answer some emails that came in while I was at the movies yeah. but in the grand scheme of things I was like yeah. this is lovely I also don't have kids so I think I have I'm removed from a little bit of that like <laughs> guilt like my husband this is like such an aside but um my husband joe and i like literally yesterday we're like should we go to vegas on sunday should we just drive to vegas and we're like i mean we could i would have to move like maybe two phone calls but like we could and he's like we should go to Ve-. i'm like yeah let's go to Ve-. like we just decided that maybe yeah. that's we should do that like that's you know there's this little c- cartoon that i have printed out of my office it's ca- called lady no kids and she's just like walking around with like a bathing suit and a top hat and it was like a geese and she's looking at this married couple with kids and she goes yeah i'm just gonna follow this geese around for a minute and like see where i end up and the underneath it says lady no kids and i'm like that's me i'm just gonna see what happens um no but again the idea of like what's your definition of success and then Mm -hmm. like you know what are what is making us (laughs) what is making us so unhappy in entrepreneurship right Mm -hmm. is it lack of business is it looking at the person next to us who we think we should be doing as well as is it the FOMO of Instagram? Is it that we haven't had like a decent like glass of water or a break in a while? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Have we not worked out in a month? Like what is really happening? Yeah. 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 And those are all great things because they're so true. <clears throat> and I, I think because our busiest season here in the Midwest is that time when fall hits all yep. the way to like the beginning of December. And it yeah. is one of those moments where you just feel like you can't dig yourself out of a hole. Oh, for and sure. And so- all those thoughts of wanting to quit come into play because you have all that overwhelm. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's so true. Well, and especially for photographers, you know, because you, you have such a, it's interesting, right? You and I almost have opposite uh, workflows and that I do all of my work before the wedding day. And then the, mm-hmm. the end of my work is the wedding day. You, the beginning of your work is there's a little before, but right, the wedding day yeah. is so strenuous and, and, adrenaline fueled and physical for you yeah and then you still have to edit and then you have Mm -hmm. to deliver like I give it up to y'all because like by the end of a wedding even if I love my couples and I love 99.9 percent of my couples at the end of the night when I say goodbye to them there's a part of my body that goes okay (laughs) you know because like yeah you you can like release that adrenaline at that point Mm -hmm. no I I totally understand and And especially like when you're looking at the end of a wedding, you're like, okay, do I have stuff scheduled for later? Like, not only are you trying to finish this, you're trying to find more people. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's an ongoing cycle. It's a treadmill for sure that we never get off. (laughs) Yep. And then we go into these cycles of when we have down season because we've gone so busy for so long, we don't know how to rest. And so then we keep thinking like, what can I do? What can I do? And yeah. My favorite question, that, how can my rest be more productive? Yeah. I had a coaching client ask me that this week and I was like, "Hun, it's not supposed to be productive. It's supposed to be restful. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up rest because I'm on my, I'm on my soapbox this month about this, about rest one, uh, because it's the whole, it's every month. So I have a membership for wedding pros called better and it's a self-care membership. So every month we have a topic mm. and this month's topic is rest. And my mm. members are 
coming out of their skin a little bit because they're like, well, what are we supposed to do though? How do we, how are we supposed to rest? And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of the month. You guys We're we're figuring it out, but also like, I can't tell you how to rest, but the fact that you are so amped up about the right kind of rest means you just need Mm -hmm. to do literally anything. I also want to acknowledge like we're, so we're recording this like smack middle of the month, December 15th. There's a lot of discourse the last couple of weeks from other educators whom I love that are like, do you know your word of the year yet? Do you have your phrase of the year? What are your goals for 2024? Do you have your income strategy plan? I'm like, yeah, it's December guys. Let us rest. Yeah. I do all of my goal setting in January. Mm. I don't want to run into 2024 sweaty, breathless, still fueled with adrenaline with clutching my goals in my hand. Like I did it because you know what, if I'm making goals right now, for this version of me, I'm still all amped up from my season, right? I'm in maybe a little bit of a scarcity mindset because I'm looking at 2024's weddings like, do I have enough? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm making, if I make my goals right now, I'm making those goals for some past version of me. Mm-hmm. I need the, for me, I need the, the year to reset so that I can go, yeah. okay, what do I want this year? Who do I want to be? And it probably, you're probably thinking like, well, that's two weeks. What's two weeks going to do? Um, there's a whole holiday season in there. Yeah. There's a whole holiday season in there where you probably will, something new will come. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get like your best ideas, like in the shower or while you're like walking? Oh, it's always when I'm doing something busy, yeah. which is funny. Like, and I, I, um, I will voice record them or do something so mm-hmm. that when I'm in those times of rest, I can re-listen to all yeah. of my great ideas. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> one of my coaching clients yesterday was talking about how much she had to do. And then she goes, and I want to make these Christmas cookies, but I'm not going to have any time. So I'm not going to do it. And I was like, whoa, 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 make the Christmas cookies. And she was like, Renee, I can't. And I was like, no, no, make the Christmas cookies because while you're quote unquote mindlessly making the Christmas cookies, mm-hmm. that's going to solve a lot of the problems you just told me you were having with the big idea. She's yeah. working on this big project. And she's like, do you think I was like, I know. I know every time I'm Mm -hmm. making dinner, something pops up when I'm in the shower. I go, Oh yeah, that if I'm, you know, walking the dog, I'm like, Oh, right. That's a great idea. I can't have those great ideas. If I'm head down working constantly, constantly working on stuff for other people, you have to rest whatever that looks like. And for me, it's like being in the car and just turning off the radio and silence. I feel like we, we have such a hard time where we've got to like, either when we're in a moment where we're not driving, but <laughs> we want to look at our phone and catch up on what's happening in today. But it's like, oh, if yeah. you just turn all, all the noise off, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to be re-inspired and recharged for 100%. sure. <laughs> I had, I used to do this thing. This was pre pandemic, <laughs> but I'm, I'm living, I live in Los Angeles. I'm constantly, I was constantly in my car. So I would, mm, I decided yeah. long ago that like my car time was productive. And so I listened to a podcast <laughs> or listen to a book or mm-hmm. make phone calls, catch up with friends, call family. A silent car ride is so indulgent now. It's so yep. lovely. I'm like, oh, look at me. I don't have to, listen. <laughs> I don't have to do anything right now. I'm going to do nothing. Um, You're going back to the 90s, right? As, right? as the kids would say these days. <laughs> going back to the 90s. No, but I think anytime we can create bits of rest, um, mm-hmm. that's important because it does, it is cumulative, cumulative. Like it does, you know, it, it, you know, they say like, you can't catch up on your sleep and that, so that's true. That's science. But I really think that if you find moments of rest in your day, a five minute meditation, a silent car ride, you know, um, showering, 
a shower can be restful. <laughs> it's funny you say that. My friends and I talk about that all the time. Yeah. We're like, I showered today. Yeah. <laughs> like um, as it's like a big like gold yeah. star so for you us. Did it. Um, <laughs> I bring my coffee into the shower with me and it's my favorite indulgent stupid thing. It. There's like a whole, sh- you know, we have like a whole shelf. So it's, not, it's yeah. not getting wet. I'm not like, you know, it's safe. It's far away from me, but it's in there. <laughs> and I just stand there in the heat with the coffee. I'm like, this is great. It's great. <laughs> Like, and that's like, what, eight minutes, 10 minutes? Like anytime you can find these little mm-hmm. pieces of rest, take them. Now, yeah. can you get an extra, like an extended rest? Sure. You, if you plan it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know for me, it's one of those moments where I'm like, <clears throat> take a little time out of my day, which yeah. for one is to go walk my dog because- yeah. I start feeling guilty. And I was like, if I didn't have my dog, I think I wouldn't take as much rest for myself. And then taking a moment when I eat lunch to sit down and eat, not take it to my desk and like um, eat it in front of my computer or keep working. It's like, just take five minutes if that's all it takes to eat 10 minutes, whatever. um, Just to unplug a little (laughs) for sure. I agree. Like, yeah. Taking time away from your desk. um, Also, those sort of in-between times where you would be scrolling Instagram or TikTok. Mm -hmm. I had to get really honest with myself about those times. On one hand, I do love, I love social media. I love seeing what (laughs) people are up to. I'm a nosy noserson. I want to know, I want to know what parties y'all went to. Like, I'm like, Ooh, everyone's at engaged. Like I'm in. Uh Right. But I also have to acknowledge that like when I do that, sometimes I am sacrificing my own mental health in that moment of, Mm-hmm. Should I just go meditate for five minutes? Do you meditate? Um, not necessarily. I just take those. I mean, meditation to, to, to one is different than another. For sure. I tried yoga for a while. Yeah. It just wasn't my thing. Sure. <laughs> but I was like, just taking those moments to sit and be quiet. Yeah. I guess that would be considered. Yeah. That's a meditation form of it for sure. Moments. Yeah. I started. And, and, and truly, honestly, Kara, if you had told me like four years ago that I'd be talking about and like sort of teaching about meditation on the internet and be like, you're out of mm-hmm. your mind. Absolutely. I'm from New York. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but when the pandemic started and we were mm-hmm. sort of forced home, I just needed more coping skills. Like I just needed things, more things in my toolbox, right? Like I already journal every day. I'm already drinking a ton of water. I'm already trying to move my body every day. What else? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Peloton user. They have a Peloton app. They have five minute meditations in there. They also have mm. 10, 15, 20. I just said to myself, like, what's the worst that can happen if I just sit here for five minutes and breathe? And I'll tell you, the first couple times I did it, I was stubborn. I was sitting there like, <laughs> like, I don't, this isn't going to work. Um, here's mm-hmm. the thing that I like sucks. It works. It works. Mm-hmm. These things, the things that they tell you to do and you're like, no, it won't work. If it works, it works. Mm-hmm. And I'm mad that it works. I don't want it to work. But yet here I am meditating for five minutes every day because now I realize right in my body Mm -hmm. when I'm about to get on a client call or I get an email that, that pisses me off. Right. Oh, instead of just sitting with that horrible feeling, you know, when you're, this happens to me where I get mad and my body gets like flush. Oh yeah. I just go meditate now. I just put my earbuds Mm. in five minutes. I breathe. Is it always the most productive? No, but it's better than the alternative, which is sitting there with my nervous system in that state that is not restful. Or being reactive and not having your best self come out. Or because being reactive. I'm very reactive to things. And I think 
it is something that I've instilled a little bit is to like pause in mm-hmm. those moments, walk away and come back because 100. otherwise, yeah, I am. And it's not going to be pretty when I react because my initial, my initial thought is never the best. That's right. <laughs> so, which is yeah, the same thing I sure. feel about goal setting. If I had asked like, okay, look, think back to like 2020, right? At mm-hmm. the end of 2020, if you had asked any of us, how was this year for you? Without a, without pause, right? We were all going, this year sucked. It was a dumpster fire. All mm-hmm. of us. And I get it because it was, especially, I mean, in LA, we didn't work at all. But once I was able to like sit and rest and really reflect, I was actually able to pull out a handful of really good things that happened that year, right? Like, yeah. you know, a little, there was like, how nice was it to just be home? Like, yep. you know, I learned how to bake bread. I'm still not good at it, but like there are, there's <laughs> always things to be found that are good. Mm-hmm. But if we're in such a reactive place right now and we don't get the rest and we just go into reaction, you know, and I think the way we'll know this happens for us is anyone for anyone listening. If you keep making the same goals every year and not meeting them, that's a reactive, that's a reactive move. Mm-hmm. Because you're really not saying, who am I right now? What does me right now need? What does my business right now need? Mm-hmm. And then going from that place, if you're just going, well, last year I said I was going to write a book and then I didn't write a book, so I'm going to write a book next year. Okay, well, yeah. why didn't you write the book though? What was happening? What needs to be mm-hmm. different? Right? Like we have to take the rest and sort of reset ourselves before we do the goal setting. Otherwise, like I said, you're making goals for a, a past version of you that probably doesn't exist anymore. So what would you say then is like the best way to set goals? Because attainable ones. (laughs) Yeah. So you know how we always hear about those smart goals, right? Like Uh specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, time bound. I get it. Right. But it also feels like super boring to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like when someone's like, what's your smart goal? I'm like, can we just call those things something else? Like I would much (laughs) prefer it to be like satisfying, magical, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> something that could actually happen, like re- like thrilling. Like I want a thrilling goal. I want something that kind of like scares me a little. You know what I mean? So there's I'm a couple ways. I'm adding that into my, my 2024 for yeah. sure. Thrilling like, goal. <laughs> thrilling. Like what would thrill you if it happened next year? Like go for that, right? Mm-hmm. Because even if you don't get thrilling, you'll probably end up somewhere, you know, up- upwards of satisfied. Isn't that better mm-hmm. than like smart? Let's be smart. Like, I don't want to be Mm -hmm. smart. I want to be completely bonkers about my goals. I want to be pie in the sky. Like, yeah, I'm going to be Oprah next year. Who's to say I won't be? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why not? But the other thing about, you know, the goals is I think there's a couple of things I see specifically with wedding pros Mm. is, you know, we, (laughs) we tend to make like, um, in my experience with the people I work with, like 47 goals for the year. (laughs) Like that is, that's also bananas. Um, what I like to do is sort of make three umbrella goals for the year. And those could Mm -hmm. look something like, um, I want to increase my health and wellness. I want to make enough money to put, you know, 10 grand in savings. I'm just making these up. And then the third one Mm -hmm. is, um, we want to do two big trips next year. Like those are the umbrella Mm -hmm. goals. So they're not really, they aren't smart goals. They're not really, you know, super specific. They're mostly just like, I would say that more of those, like, how do I want to feel, right? Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. feel like we're like we're secure enough in our finances. I want to feel like we have freedom to travel. I want to feel like I'm taking care of myself. But then I actually make the goals per quarter because mm-hmm. I, 
and I'm sure this happens in the in the Midwest. We don't have like it's very easy to kind of get from January through um through March end of March and be like, oh, huh, three months already. Yep. Right. And <laughs> yeah. And because like you guys, I'm like or winter, and in LA mm-hmm. we don't have seasons at all. There are, I mean, legit. There are there are days every year where I go, what month is it? Because it doesn't feel like anything mm-hmm. here. So I just say like, what is our first quarter goals? And then at the end of quarter one, I go, okay, what are we doing for quarter two? And then what are we doing quarter three, quarter four? So yes, in January, I'd love to look at the year and say, this is my whole year, but things change. Things come up, we live lives, right? If I'm making quarter four goals in January and then I'm down on myself for not achieving them. Well, January me did not know what September me knows. Sorry, life happens. Yeah. There's nothing we've learned in the last couple of years. So I just sort of take that pressure off myself. I say like, how do I want to be next year? And then I make the goals for quarter. And that has served me well for many, many years. Um, And it's actually something that I teach inside my membership. This is how we goal set because we do that quarterly recap. That's the important part. I don't think we can set our goals in this vacuum, this blanket statement, and then never look at them again until, until December and be like, well, I guess I failed. Well, (laughs) You didn't look at them again, friend. Like sometimes we can manifest things. We can write it down and then be like, oh my God, that happened. Right. That happens to everyone every year. Like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, I did that thing without even thinking. Funny how our brain works for us when we're not (laughs) trying. Right. But like, if you don't review Mm -hmm. and make a new, things happen. Um, Yeah. How do you normally do your goals? So it used to be where I would do it at the end of the year. Kind of like as I'm preparing things for taxes, really. So January mostly. And then kind of say like, this is what I want to see happen in the year. But lately, so I have a couple of photographer friends and um, we call ourselves a collective and we get together once a month. And I said, let's just start writing goals once a month. Yes. And ones that you think are attainable. And Mm -hmm. for some of us, it's a mental health thing. Uh, For some of us, it's a business thing. And so I said, like, they go hand in hand, especially yeah. when you're the primary business owner and the only one in your business. Yep. And so I said, we are the ones that are going to keep each other accountable for this. So like, what, what do you think you want to see in this next month? And what do you want to see for the year? And then each month we sit down and we go over it again Yeah. and kind of check in mid month. Like, Hey, have you, have you even addressed yeah. this goal you had yet? And kind of go from there. So Yeah. I love that. One of the things I also advocate for all the time is like when you, when you make these goals, right, these monthly goals or quarterly goals, you have to identify like, what is the very smallest first step I can take to get me in Mm -hmm. some kind of momentum? Because oftentimes when we're setting goals, we're like, well, I need to redo my website. Let me go pick the photos. (laughs) It's like the very last thing you need. (laughs) Right. Or, or, you know, I want to launch, I want to launch a course. Let me, let me, let me, uh, pick out the slides and I'm like, okay, or maybe you should start with an outline. Like what's the smallest thing you should do to get, because our brains want to work on the things that make us happy and give us like Mm -hmm. the, the, the excitement, right. Of like, Oh, you're doing it. But that isn't always the way to stay in momentum. Right. Um, You have to sort of do the thing that's going to propel you to the next thing. And also don't take so much time figuring out that thing. Just, just go do, go do something. Um, You know, clarity comes from action, not thought. We have to get our bodies into work. We learn so much more that way. Like 
our whole our whole being learns more that way. Um, the other thing that I really like to do, and this is like a little manifestation hack that I've been doing for a couple of years now, and I've only just started teaching it because I was like, is this work for other people but me? Um, <laughs> I make a vision board every year, mm. but I make it <laughs> I make it in Canva, sized to be my cell phone wallpaper, mm. because I look at that phone, yeah, like a thousand times a day. And when I tell you here, I don't know if you can see, you probably can't because I have all these stupid notifications, but um, <laughs> you can kind of see it's like a bunch of oh, photos, nice. right? Yeah. Um, so every January I make this, this vision board on my phone uh, and this year it, it worked out, but last year it was even better. So, um, <laughs> so in 2022, right? Yeah, it's 2023. See, I never know what we're doing. In 2022, <laughs> I made a vision board and on it was... Um, a photo of like people dancing in like a dark European street, like a nighttime scene, right? There was a beach mm. moment. There was um, Robin Otterzone, my favorite Peloton instructor, like looking at me. Um, there was a photo of like a, a camera, like a, like a film or TV camera, like pointed at me and a microphone and something else. Oh, a passport with stamps. Right. Mm. And when I made this in January, I thought like, these are things I want in my life. Like these are things I would like to see. So I, I try to pick the images that are like me looking at the thing I want. Right. So it's like first person mm -hmm. images sort of anyway, cut to the end of the year. Um, my father decided to move to Portugal. So we oh, wow. spent Christmas in Portugal and that little nighttime street scene actually happened. It was like my family, like mm -hmm. laughing down a street. The, the passport was stamped. Right. We also mm -hmm. went to a beach in Portugal. So like, that whole trifecta done. Um, something that I could not know in January of that year was that my husband, who does work in TV, we'll give you that one, but uh, my husband worked on a reality show. He works in hidden cameras specifically. And so mm -hmm. he worked on a show called The Prank Panel, which um, played a prank on a wedding pro in my market. And so they hired me to be in the episode, to play the <laughs> wedding planner in the episode. Oh and I gosh. filmed that in 2022. I mean, like it wasn't on the bingo no. card in January, right? We didn't even yeah. know the show existed. Yeah. And then, oh, and then I did like a million Peloton rides, right? I mean, that was more like my own will. But when I looked at the, oh, and the microphone, I spoke, um, 2022, I ended up clocking like something like 112 days on the road. And I spoke like 30 mm. something times. Like it was an insane amount of wow. speaking that year. But again, I didn't know that in January. Now, Grant, did I manifest all of this? Who's to say? Right. But almost everything on that vision board happened. Mm. And I think it's just because I looked at it every day. Now, the yeah. one for this year had, again, a camera and a giant um, uh, audience, like a big audience. Mm. And then this year I was the keynote at Wedding MBA in front of 6000 people. And when I got wow. on stage, the room was so long that I couldn't see the back of it. And the other day I was looking at this little vision board and I was like, I did it again. So just put the stuff you want to see in your life in front of your face all the time and just see what happens. Yeah, no, that's good. What, what would you say? Like when you create <clears throat> those goals, what, what is your, would that be your best practice for like tracking or like, is there something else you would do for like tracking what those are? Yeah. Um, so I really love, and of course I don't have one here cause it's on my bedside table. I use the full focus planner. Mm. Um, it's by Michael Hyatt. It's specifically 
well, I don't think it was specifically designed for people with ADHD, but it has been revealed that like it really works for people mm. with ADHD um, because it, it, it allows you to set like three goals a day. Mm. And then there's like a list, a list of tasks, right. That can go throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and then there's a weekly review where you say like, what are the three things I need to get done this week? And then there's a review. Did I get those three things from last week done? Mm. And it's super simple. You don't need the full focus planner to do it. But I feel like um, that diligence of like of the tracking of the asking yourself, am I doing the things I said I wanted to do? And if I'm not, why am I procrastinating? Am I fearful? Am I afraid of success? Am I afraid of failure? Am I literally not getting enough time for myself? Is it my time management? Like, what is it? Um, Because that piece, like the getting really honest with yourself is really the piece that's going to serve you the best. And, and again, like the being honest, right? Cause I know so many yeah. people I I'm um, last year I got certified as a life coach. It was something that, like a bit of a long project that started during the pandemic. Um, and one of the things that I see a lot in my coaching clients is when I say like, well, what's getting in your way? Like, well, I don't have time. I'm like, <laughs> okay. It's either, I think like the two biggest crutches we have for ourselves are we say we have no time. Mm-hmm. And if it's a business thing, we're like, well, my workflow, my workflow needs to be redone. It's my workflow. And I'm like, is it? Is it really though? Yeah. What about the time? What about the <clears throat> like the workflow? And listen, I'm not a 5 a.m. entrepreneur. I like to sleep. I got up today at 7.30. <laughs> You're not going to catch me up at 5 a.m. writing the great American novel. I'm not going to do it. Right? Are you an early bird? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather stay up till one working. Yeah. I mean, I don't do that anymore for, for my own health, but I would. Yeah rather than get up at five. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not advocating that you like become sleep deprived to do this, to do whatever you want to do, but there are seasons, like you said, yeah, where sometimes you have to say, look, if I'm going to write this book, I got to do something else. I got, when I was mm-hmm. getting certified as a life coach, you know, um, it was, it was a rigorous, rigorous amount of hours and classes. And one of the only classes that was available to me was at 6am every Thursday oh. for six months. And I was like, am I going to be the person? And then I was like, you know what? I want this enough that I will for this, for this finite amount of time. Yes. I mean, was I half dead on the calls? Yes. But my, <laughs> my ass was in the seat. I showed up. So yeah, I think, um, I think it's important too. Cause you, you make time for the things you find important. Right. And so I think that's, that's always huge too. Cause like if it has something to do with, um, I mean, we all have work and jobs, but if there's something we're like, we really need to go to that, you're going to find ways to make time for that. So in your daily right. schedule, right. You're going to make time yeah. if this is the one important thing for your day. So <clears throat> I totally agree with that. What's one of your big goals for next year? Do you have anything identified yet? My biggest goal. I honestly, I haven't gotten that far yet. I, Good, I'm glad my, it's only December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my biggest goal that I try to do is, is monetary and it's always, um, like beating the goal I had the year before, which hopefully oh. with inflation really yeah. <laughs> takes, yeah. takes it there. But I usually set and I've already attained it and we haven't even gotten to the, um, end of this year for the one I set last year. So nice. I, I'm trying to think of, okay, what, what is something I should set for the following year? Yeah. And it's all business wise, not yeah. personal, but personal wise. Um, 
was setting more time to rest and saying no yeah. to things so that I can say yes to more like things in my personal life. And because how does that feel for you? Really good. good. And I still have those moments where I feel guilty for it because I have this drive where I'm like, I constantly feel the need to like keep getting better and better. Yeah. And I do, I allow myself those moments. And when I'm done, I feel good that I did it, but I've never felt guilty for not doing something about work yeah. Um, because of something in my personal life had more attention. And yeah. I think a lot of that is too, like I could be on my computer all all hours of the night, but these specific days, I'm going to take time to just not be on my computer. Even if we're not doing anything yep. um, at home is to just shut it off, shut off work. Because especially when you work at home, you can work yeah. constantly. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, one of the things I'm sort of ashamed to admit is that pre-pandemic, I would work all day at this desk or I used to have a co-working spot. So I would leave the house, work, meetings, 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 busy, busy, important, important, so fancy, important. Mm -hmm. Then I would come home and I'd make dinner because for me, that's like a meditative, like I love cooking most of the time. It's very like good for me to just get out of my head and make something. And then I would get back on my laptop sitting in front of the TV with my husband. Mm -hmm. And he would complain to me about like, you're not really here when you do that. And I'm like, well, you're watching yeah. TV anyway, who cares? Mm -hmm. Now, once the pandemic hit and there was very little work, I really got myself out of that habit so much so now that picking up my laptop at the at night now has now become a, oh, something must be going on with her. And like, mm -hmm. I'm proud of me now for getting myself out of that literal habit. It was a muscle memory. I was like, oh, get yeah. a laptop. Exactly. I, I'm listen. We're still we're still good. I'm running two full businesses and a podcast. I don't need to be on the computer at night if I don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with you about the saying no. One of the the commitments I made to myself at the beginning of 2023 uh, was that I mean I used to be like a champion. Give me a gold star networker. Like if an envelope mm -hmm. was opening in this city, I was there. I was there. I was yeah. excited. I was supportive. I was taking photos. I was I was I was everywhere. But after you build a successful business, I had to remind myself that like, I don't need to be so breathless anymore about this. Yeah. People know me. They, they've worked with me. They respect me. If they don't, there's nothing I can do about that. Going to some party is not going to change it. Yeah. And I don't need to do that to that level anymore. Mm -hmm. I said no to so many things this year. And yeah, there was a little bit of FOMO. Like I said, you know, I'm on the socials. Oh, like, yeah. Where's everybody? <laughs> yep. But ultimately I'm like, even if I'm home in sweatpants on the couch, scrolling TikTok, ultimately, that's probably serving me better because I can go to bed early and get up in the morning and work out, you know what I mean, than it is mm -hmm. to go to the party and see the people that I already know, right? So, like, I had to sort of yeah. weigh out, like, it's, what's good for the season. One thing that I, I changed for this year is <clears throat> I would work all through the year and find work whenever I could. And the one thing that I allowed myself because I had... I, I got comfortable in the fact that I felt like I had enough business for 2024. Yeah. So I was like, I don't have to work as hard. I, there are fears for 2025 where I'm saying I haven't booked anything for 2025. Yeah. But then I have to think back to last year where I, I thought, okay, well, I booked everything for 2024 and 2023 in January of 23. So yeah. there's comfort there to like yeah. think back. But I made a goal to myself. I am going to finish work December this date and I am not going to get my camera out for the rest of the month. And it has been really hard, but for me to say no 
it's allowing me to have that rest and be yes. more intentional with my family time. And 100%. it's not that I'm not working because <laughs> I'm just not getting <laughs> yeah. hired to work. Yes. But there's a lot of things where people are asking for volunteer work and things like that. And in order to make that happen for me, I had to decide December, I'm going to send all my equipment in to be serviced because oh, if smart. I have my equipment, yeah, it's going to be super easy for me to say yes Yep, and let those go. So I had to understand, like, what is it going to take for me to say no to these things? And that was it. So smart. You're like, sorry, I don't have my equipment. It's being serviced. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Where people are like, well, can you at least do it with your phone? And I'd be like, I'd rather not. I'd rather enjoy these moments than be on my my phone. So, yep. Yeah. When you're always the photographer, you're always asked, you know. That's right. Right. So, Thankfully, no one's asking me to plan their holiday parties. Although I did make, I put my (laughs) foot in the ground a couple of, that's not the saying. You know what I mean? I put my foot down. Yeah. That's what I put. I put my foot down a couple of years ago and said, like, I'm not working in December anymore because the, the December weddings that I had were always really tough. Right. It was tough to get vendors. Oh, it yeah. was tough. It was just tough all around. And I was like, I mean, I had some lovely December weddings over the years, but like not enough for me to to seek it out. So now I'm just yeah. like, we don't work in December. And I know I'm very privileged to say that I, I totally yeah. get it. But that's one of the reasons I worked so hard and hustled so hard for so many years to be able to be like, guess what? Uh, last year we went to Portugal for half the month because my dad lives there. So that's how we were able to yeah. do that. But like December 15th, we were on a plane. We didn't come back till the first and everyone's like, that must be nice. I'm like, well, yeah, but I work, you know, I, we work so hard. And I think that's yeah. the thing too. I, I just want to say, cause I know, you know, photographers listen to this, but other wedding pros too. It's like, let's just acknowledge how hard we work. Mm -hmm. We work so hard. And like, yeah, I know we're not like, you know, performing surgeries, but this work is physically exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. It's emotionally taxing. We are invested on every single level all year long. Take a Thursday and go to the movies. Go to Target by yourself and get a Starbucks. Take two weeks and go to Portugal if you can. Like do these things because you're not getting this time back. Like this is our life. Yeah. And I think if you are setting it up at the beginning of the year, when you're saying goals, like I want to have the goal of taking off December. So what is that going to take for me and my business? Like, am I going to have to set finances aside so that I can financially carry myself through December? Absolutely. And that might be what needs to happen, but I, it is, you have to have that, that space to rest in in the rest of the year because you work so hard. One of the goals I had made for myself financially a couple of years ago, many, many years ago, actually now, but it's, it's um, salient to what you were just saying is that, you know, as a wedding planner, the way we're taught to take payments is 50% down and 50% a month before the wedding, which is bananas and wasn't working for me. Right. I, I need a steady cash flow. So about, I don't know, gosh, eight years ago now, I was like, how can I not be broke in December every year? Right? Like no cap, yeah. no money coming in December. I just, all of my clients are on monthly payments. Even the fanciest of fancy clients, even the ones who are paying me an exorbitant amount of money, they are on monthly payments. So I get paid nice. every month. And when I book someone, I have my handy dandy, very manual, very old school Google sheet cash flow system where I book someone <laughs> I and go, it. okay, am I getting paid every single month? And I have a monthly, you know, amount that I need to hit every month and I make sure that I get there because I schedule these payments. And, you know, I know that there are other people in my market, especially luxury planners who were like, oh, my clients would never. I'm like, they don't even know. They're not even, they're how, their estate person is paying you. They're not paying you. What does it matter? 
in the moment too is like they're either putting that in a savings. It's not like they're pulling that final chunk of money at the end no. and saying, okay, this is my payment from my last paycheck. They're right. putting that aside anyway. Right. <laughs> so right. it's like, tell them in the beginning, like, this is how we're going to do it. I love that. That's yeah. I, I advocate great. everyone, every wedding pro, even like even DJs who are like, I could never, I'm like, no, take a monthly payment, please take a monthly payment. Because the other thing that happens psychologically is if they're paying you on a regular basis, and, and you're working with them on a regular basis, like planners do, then that makes sense to them. You're, you're getting paid for the work. You yeah. do. And they're going to stay in sense. touch and not forget about you. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're making payments they're to you each payments. month. Yeah, I yep. just think we have to do a little bit more, especially when we're making these financial goals, right? To 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 be able to check in with ourselves on the monthly and say, like, mm-hmm. are we still there? And also forecast, will we get there? But then also, like being able to pivot, be nimble. What can you do? Can you come up with a new offering? Can you do a promo? Can you do, what can you do if you're not getting there? Yeah. Right. I yeah. think some people in the wedding industry, especially you get so locked into like, well, this is what I do. Like, okay, but could you do a mini headshot day? You know, to, if you need mm-hmm. a, a cash influx, like there are things we can always pull out if we're getting creative. Yeah. Well, and that's where I am like in my slowest of seasons. If I find that I'm not booking weddings a lot, for the following season because usually I here in the Midwest and I don't know if it's the same for you since your seasons are <laughs> all we the got, same we got all the but seasons. we get an influx of engagements and things happening in like the beginning of January yeah, so like same. that's when a lot of our bookings are happening yeah um are you feeling the same like does that happen with you or yeah. is it different no, it happens here. I always sort of say it's like, oh, oh God, it's the new year. We want to get married this year. Oh God, we should do something about it. Like it's that energy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah. shit, we kind of forgot. Yeah. Or we're getting people inquiring for like 2026. And I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going to be. No, thanks. You know, like, yeah. no, thank you. So yeah, we see that sort of breathless, frantic January reach out too. But it's happening. I mean, even this week, I've gotten so many inquiries that I'm like, oh, yeah. you guys are you guys are feeling the end of the year now. I see how yep. it goes. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because like if I'm feeling like that's not happening or mm. not enough is coming through, that's when I take, it's usually February and March where I'm usually the slowest. Mm-hmm. And usually I take that time to really improve my business and set myself up for success for the next year. Totally. But if I'm finding like I need a cash flow influx here, um, mm-hmm. that's when I start booking things and offering it to my existing clients and say, hey, I'm offering this if you're interested. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that's when you need work. <laughs> you know what I love to but, do, uh, to suggest for photography coaching clients too. It's like, if you do have that lull, right. That like February, mm-hmm. like, Oh God. Um, something that worked really well from one of my coaching clients, not in LA, they live in el- elsewhere in the U S um, because they were a little bit newer in their market and they wanted to meet more people. They just emailed all the sales teams and all the in-house teams of all the venues they worked at and said, do you guys mm. need new headshots for your teams? Yep. And they, it was a, a pretty very reasonable price. And the, I mean, literally she got like six different venues, the owners to pay her and she made a killing that month just doing headshots, refreshed headshots for the team. Cause it felt like yeah a nice thing to do. Well, And that's where I went too, because I'm like, I want to work with more wedding coordinators. Yeah. I don't, I don't want these DIY weddings as much because I end up becoming the wedding planner then. I do not envy um, that position. <laughs> people put you guys which, in that position. Yes. It is one of those things I have. I'm a control freak. So when it comes to like the timeline and stuff, I love it. Yeah. But I'm not the one that's going to handle everything that's coming up. I'm not setting up. But yeah. so I've set it up where I've reached out to some and said, 
Does your team need new headshots? I will, yeah. I'd love to offer you new headshots. Yeah. And in like, in return, like, Hey, if you have business and you're, they're looking for a photographer, just feel free to shop, like send them my name or, yeah. or whatnot. So that's kind of like my goal to move into, but yeah, that's, that's so good. Cause yeah, that's <laughs> the time where they're probably all refreshing anyway. Yeah. Saying, Oh, we need, we need new headshots. We need new content. All Absolutely. The and then it's all, then it's also like, honestly, every time that's posted, they're like, oh, these headshots were taken by Kara. You know what I mean? Like your name just gets out there more. And, and I know we don't really want people to work for exposure, but at a certain point exposure for the, with the right people at the right time can just keep you that top of mind or, oh, we got, we saw your name again. We saw your name again. We saw your name again. And that's, you know, what we're looking for always. Um, Sorry, I feel like I got you way off of goals. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally fine. Woo! The ADHD brain is a wonder. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, if you had one more thing to add to listeners, just kind of talking about that reset and the goals for 2024, what would you, what would be something else you would want to add in? For, okay, for the rest this is of the time a really woo woo suggestion, okay. but I love it. Um, every year, I just take a regular old piece of scrap paper and I write down all of the things that I'm leaving behind in the year prior. Oh. Right. So, and it can be like, I haven't done mine for the year yet because it's still December, but like last year it was like, I'm leaving behind feeling overwhelmed. Right. I'm leaving yeah. behind not making time for my personal care. I'm leaving behind, um, sleeping in, right. These just habits, these little things that I was like, yeah. I know I could be better. And then I rip them into little pieces and I personally like the ritual of burning the pieces of paper. So I take a little candle down to the beach and we dig a little hole and I sit there and I write them out and make my husband do it. Last year, my my nephew did it too because he was visiting and he was like, what are we doing? I was like, don't worry about it. And I like took him down there. (laughs) A burning ceremony. (laughs) We're doing a little ritual. He was like, what is happening? But I'll tell you this, he's not going to listen to the show so I can say it. He had just gotten his heart broken, his little heart broken for the first time. Oh. And this this girl broke up with him in a spectacularly Gen Z fashion, just like, oh, right. And I just, we just very, I said, this is what we do. And I left, left him to it. The next day he said to my husband, well, you know, I just like did that releasing thing that Aunt Renee did. And I just like, you know, I put her name in there. And I was like, oh, I got him. And, and, and then my husband's like, did it feel better? He's like, yeah, it felt great. And I was like, see, burning things, there's something cathartic about saying, like, yeah. I released this thing into the past. I don't want it anymore. Yeah. And it, you watch it, I mean, on a little candle, you're not making a huge bonfire, although you yeah. can if you want to, uh, you know, just let it burn. And it, there is something very clearing about just saying, like, I don't need this anymore, you know? Um, For sure. And it can be, it can be those things, or it can be an ex-girlfriend who wronged you, or it can be like (laughs) the wrong clients, right? You're leaving behind, or you're leaving behind feeling badly about how a conversation went last year. Get rid of it. You don't need it. That's what I mean about the reset, right? Like resetting yourself by resting, but also do something, right? I have a friend who, Mm -hmm. um, who doesn't like to burn things, which I don't understand, but sure. She likes to like (laughs) write her things on like little rocks and throw them into the ocean, and I'm like, oh. that doesn't seem as satisfying to me. But you know what I mean? There are other things yeah. you can do to release. Um, and I just think having these little rituals for ourselves, taking the time to do it. I don't know. It takes like 10 minutes. It's not a lot a lot of time. Yeah. It just means something, though. You can say, oh, remember that day that we did that thing, you know? Of course. Yeah, that's so good. I, I might have to try that. <laughs> Burn things. Burning things yep. is great. Well, even just like 
throwing that out there, the things that you've let go. Yeah, just I pitching just, it into I love the ocean. That. Like it's yeah. gone. Yeah. And the <laughs> we other don't thing, have an ocean, but we do have a lake, a very yeah. big lake here in Michigan. <laughs> the other thing too is like the releasing is great. And I also think um like uncluttering things is good too. Right. Like Yeah. You, oh yeah. Un- like any time you can get rid of clutter, your desk, listen, even your camera yeah. roll and your phone. I did that a couple oh. a couple of days ago. I was like, what is even Same. in here? Just yep clean it out get it out refresh it reset it it always feels so good to be able to do that I totally agree and (laughs) I I feel like the satisfaction even when I just like load my dishwasher and like (laughs) and I I want everyone to know in the house that I (laughs) loaded and unloaded the dishwasher I'm like are you proud of me I feel that way when I fold the clothes and put them away. I'm like, look at this. Oh, yeah. Look. For sure. I'm amazing. They're not laying on the floor in a basket still. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Well, I just want to bring up before we end um, the self-care membership you talked about. So do you want to mention that one more time? Yeah, yeah. So um, last year, the end of last year, or sorry, end of 2022, uh, when I was still in my life coaching certification, I started realizing um, that I, I had a lot of coaching clients and I started realizing that a lot of the things they were coming to me with could be helped if they just had better habits, like daily habits. Mm-hmm. And they all boil down to self-care. And I, when I say self-care, I do not mean like a bubble bath or a massage or a facial. <laughs> and those things are great. Like do them 100%. But I'm talking about like the the unsexy everyday things you do for yourself that should be as as automatic as brushing your teeth. But for most of us, they're not Mm -hmm. things like getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, getting enough movement, getting fresh air, taking your vitamins, journaling, meditation. These are things that they're not like, yeah, they're not like fake. These things really do help you. And so I decided that I was going to do this membership that is literally self-care for I say for wedding pros and creatives because that's my those are my people but we have people in the membership that are all like one's a copy editor one's a floral uh, floral um, preserver like wedding industry and also adjacent right but the point is every month we have a focused topic so uh, this year we had you know obviously so many topics we had better confidence better relationships better nutrition better mm-hmm. money where we talked about like money mindset next year we're doing better investments because everyone has a lot of questions about that better rest better leadership, um, better time management is a big one. We're going to do that every single year. Um, so this month in December, we're in better rest in January. We'll be doing better goal setting where I will teach a lot of what we talked about here in a weekly structure. Um, February is going to be better visibility, like putting our fancy little mugs on the internet (laughs) and and not just doing it, but like what, what's behind all of it, right? Like, why aren't we doing it? Like what's the mindset there? Um, better sleep. We're doing better. Um, oh God, I can't remember all the topics for next year, but anyway, uh, it's on the website. You can go check it out. The thing that I like about the membership is first of all, it's $29 a month. It's the, it's like way underpriced because I want people to do it right. I want people not to be like, Oh, I can't afford it or, Oh, but I'm in this other membership. Great. Keep your other memberships. This is additional. This is for you. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. and, and the way we tackle it is we have a masterclass every month, just an hour. Every month I release one guided meditation. So if you're not doing any other meditation, you can just listen to my voice. It's like five, six minutes. Then we do some sort of um, like sort of a, a, 
a coaching session or like uh, this month we're doing a restorative yoga session, right? The month for mm-hmm. better nutrition, we did a cooking class. Like we're always kind of give something a little bit, a little bit more exciting. And then every month we read a book and we have book club, which is a very casual book club. Which yeah. I always say like, <laughs> even if you've listened to half of it on Audible, still come, let's have a discussion, mm-hmm. right? And then we also have some guest coaches come in who are certified life coaches who are also kind of speaking to their um, specific areas of expertise. But it's really just meant to be like, bite-sized right like come as you come as you can and then everything is on a private member podcast because i know so many of our listeners like yours love podcasts and i want people to be able to listen to it while they're doing dishes or walking the dog you know um self-care should not be something that we do when we have time it's something we have to make time for and i promise you and someone said this to me they're like well how will i make more money um, how will you not make more money taking better care of yourself? Your standards will be higher. Your your mm-hmm. BS meter will be a lot you know, more in tune. I think the folks that I see out there struggling the most with their business are also usually struggling the most on other levels, right? Mm-hmm. Like our business and our lives aren't that separate when we're entrepreneurs in this space. It's just, I've never seen it in 13 years. If your life is a mess, your business is probably a mess. And if you can get a handle on, on just a little bit of your life, five minutes of journaling a day, five minutes of meditation a month, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to this conversation for an hour, read a book when you can. All these things over time are going to change you in ways that you can't see in the, like, in the moment. But when you look yeah. back on the year, you're like, oh my God, I did all that. I was talking to one of our members yesterday. She was, she's trying to launch this uh, online course, not, not about wedding stuff, but this passion project that she has. And, and I was saying, you know, you seem very different to me now. Like you seem so confident now. And she's like, yeah, well we did, um, we did a month in better called like uh, better confidence. And it was all about playing bigger in the world. And she's like, between Mm -hmm. you teaching us about playing bigger and um, this other educator that I follow teaching about, you know coming into your own and she's like I just really felt like I had a lot of like rah-rah cheerleaders in my head going you can do it and I was like Mm. well that's what it's that's what it's about like yeah yeah that's what it's about you have to be careful with who you let speak into your business I think and and your life and I think that with better all I'm trying to do is just put a lot of positivity and a lot of encouragement in a way that is actionable out into the world yeah no that's good no, and for twenty nine ninety nine, you said it's just twenty nine dollars. A lot of it's, content just yeah. for that monthly fee. So thank you. We're trying to uh, over deliver, and also I just think yeah. like we we pay for so much in this industry. Like it's expensive. Yeah. Like let's do something for ourselves that feels reasonable. You know. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, before we wrap up, where can everyone find you, Renee, on the web? So. Um, my wedding planning stuff is at Moxie Bright events, but all the stuff that pertains to other business owners is at Renee Dallow. So ReneeDallow.com, Renee Dallow on Instagram. Uh, the better membership is at ReneeDallow.com forward slash better, B-E-T-T-E-R. My podcast is Talk with Renee Dallow, new episodes every Thursday. Just Google Renee Dallow. You'll find all the stuff. <laughs> I'm the so only good. one, apparently. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You can also find the Cameras and Coffee podcast at karahanesphotography.com forward slash podcast or at Cameras and Coffee podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Renee, thank you so much for coming on today. This is so great. So much great stuff to talk about um, that even I am going to implement now after having talked to you. So thanks again. And until next time, my friends, cheers. Cheers.